opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening and welcome to Tuesday Topics. I'm Paul Edwards and it's so good to be back for the second week after convention. Um, we have some of our usual folks, our our producer-in-chief, uh, Rick Morin, is not feeling well, but he um, he got us ready to fly, and uh, and so we'll probably we'll probably not be saying much this evening, which is probably a good thing because his throat is really pretty sore. Uh, my co-host Brian Charlson is with us. Hello, Brian. Hello there. Hello, everybody. Good to be here this evening. And. Since she was not here last week, courtesy of her teeth, I'm happy to say that our hand raiser in chief and partner in crime, Miss Marianne, <laughs> is here. Hello, Marianne. Hello, Paul. It's good to be back. Oh, we're glad to have you back. And you. of course, our streamer extraordinaire, Monsieur Larry Gasmin, ATC. Oh. Hello, Larry. Hello. I have this weird picture in my head, courtesy of her teeth. Thereby hangs a story, which we, which we won't yes. tell this time, but probably on a future Tuesday topics, we will, <laughs> we will make Marianne's teeth a topic. <laughs> Very cool. I'm glad you said that and got it out successfully. Yeah. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> but, Were any of you fans of uh, the West Wing? Show? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember when CJ had root canal? Probably not. Uh, I do not. Oh, it was it was hilarious. Just absolutely hilarious. I'll forward you a link in YouTube. I've been enjoying watching clips from old television shows I enjoyed. And 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 are you aware that the whole of West Wing is now audio described? Oh, that's cool. And available? Yes. And yep. available? Where? Yes. Um, well, it's it was done by, oh my gosh, she's going to kill me. I she's think on it's on Amazon. Who's that? It's either, it's either Amazon or HBO. She described all of them. Yeah. Max? So it's a ton of Or. Yes. Okay. I will check it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I keep coming on, on YouTube. I just keep coming across um, an opportunity to buy all episodes for only yeah. fourteen ninety nine. But that oh, would, really? would come without description. Mm -hmm. It would. It would. No, this is um, the the the, the description is good. All all the whole all seasons are are done. And and since I never watched it, that's that's a good thing from my perspective. Um, anyway, we are talking about the convention once more tonight, and we decided to do that because um, I felt anyway that there were some components that we didn't get a chance to talk about last week and that I, that I thought people would find interesting. So there are kind of three areas that we hope to discuss, and obviously we hope that, that uh, folks who are here will end up discussing those things as well. But um, they, they are nicely alliterative, tech talks and travel. So 
I suppose we could start with tech. And the idea here was, um, did did we discover some some cool things while we were there? What were the things in the exhibit hall that that kind of uh, amazed us? And um, and were there presentations that were technological that we thought were pretty cool? So uh, I don't know, Miss Mister Brian, would you like to start? Uh, I ended up buying just two things from the exhibit hall, and I was prepared to buy much more than that. But the two things I bought, one was I went to Computers for the Blind booth because they were talking about a a very low-cost rehabbed laptop computer. And uh, I got one for $60, including tax. Oh. And I, I decided to get one then rather than having one shipped uh, because I wanted to use it in my room during the convention. As it turns out, I never plugged it in at the convention. But for an additional $100 or so, you could get a laptop that had twice as much memory and twice as much um, solid state drive uh, storage. That's an amazing thing. And it, it's, there was no financial qualifications to get it. Uh, so and and that I, was, that was I, I got one of those too. So I, I don't have the excuse that I no longer have a computer. Um, that I can use anymore. Uh, but the truth is I have not plugged it in yet since I've been home, but, but I will soon. Um, Mine is plugged things... in up on the dining room table. And it also, by the way, included a one-year license to either JAWS or Zoom text. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Miss Marianne, did you buy anything at the convention? I did not. <clears throat> nope. I did not. Uh ah. Did, did you did you see anything in exhibit hall that sort of turned you on? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is one of those interviews from hell, Paul. Go ahead. But I like. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna talk to her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I I I am intrigued by getting um, a very small um, braille. Um, it, uh, uh, like an orbit or one of those that um attached to my iPhone. I just can't pull the trigger because I am a much better QWERTY keyboard typist than I am a Braille typist. So I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. So that if surprises I, me. Well, no, because I was a legal secretary for 10 years and I did a lot of typing, right? So I No, no, I, I get that. I, I get that, but but I, I I would have thought that as a as a as a braille typer you would have been pretty fast too. But I was at one yeah. time, but then I switched over to QWERTY and I have not really used a braille Ta-da. keyboard in a really long time. So uh-huh. that's what it is. Besides which, before before things get too much older, you, you should get a a um, braille display courtesy of NLS. So yeah, that's I'm very much looking forward to that. So yeah, someday, absolutely, mm-hmm. Mr. Gasman, did you buy anything? I spent maybe an hour 
Mm-hmm. Maybe if that in there, which which is unfortunate. But I did get a chance to see. I went down there to personally to heckle Michael Smitherman. Uh huh. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I like doing that too. I do yeah, too. Yeah, and I didn't have things. a lot of chance, but I, <laughs> I I bought a I bought a wonderful flag T-shirt that Trisha Rector was selling from Blind Girl Designs, uh, because I think what she does is incredibly intriguing and. Uh, but she doesn't do anything with regard to computers or tech. And I was looking and I saw the computer, Brian, that you talked about. But I have, I've, I've got a couple of them, of, of the laptops already. So I didn't buy it this time, but I was thinking about it nope. because it sounds fascinating. I just figured, well, I've got it. I've got this stuff. In fact, I brought the computer for streaming that I uh, I often use when I'm not using my desktop. So I didn't need another one, didn't have the room. Uh, even though they don't yep. actually let you take them home with you, for the most part, you order them, and then yep. you get them at a subsequent time later on. But I was, I thought about the uh, but, the computer, but not 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 this year. They they brought a whole bunch. Oh with really? Them. I don't know. Oh, I oh don't absolutely. Know. Yeah, oh. absolutely. No, like I, I said, I, I got mine while at the yep. convention. The next exactly. day, I'll buy it day one, get it day two. Exactly. Wow. Fully loaded. Plug it in, and it's ready to roll. Me, me did same. I may want to think about that too, because yeah, you know, especially now, if it's preloaded. Something that matters here is uh, in my receipt for the purchase, it indicated that the coupon for doing this was still active uh, until I think August yeah, they, one. Yeah, like the end of July. Yep. Um, so if you missed it, there's still a chance. Go to blindcomputers.com. No, com, com, no, computers com, for the blind, com, I think. Computers for the blind. Yep. Dot, I think it was. Dot org, I think. Org? Yes, yes. I think it is yes. org. Yes. Anyway. Computers for doing, the blind. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so second tech item I purchased, which I do not have in my hands at this point, because it'll be shipped in September, was the smart glasses from... Celeste? Uh, let me see. Celeste, yeah. Um, yeah, I knew about them. I got a, used to see them. It's a, a uh, Canadian-based company. Yes. A uh, couple, three young guys were there. Of course, mm-hmm. being 67, almost anything is a younger yeah. guy. I but, did a report uh, yes. for, them for ACB, and I was fascinated by what he told me. And I got a chance to see them, but I did not buy one because I, I have the other glasses. But that's okay. What he's, what they're trying to accomplish is really neat. Yeah. So they, one, they want to give people a chance to start using this kind of technology. So unlike the other glasses that started about how much, Larry? Right now, twenty two ninety five, twenty four hundred yeah. now, yeah. twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, I wasn't quite willing to spend that much money. It cost me one hundred dollars to buy in, and it's a subscription service. So it costs fifty dollars a month while you use them. Uh, but in addition to unlimited use of them. Each month, unlike uh, oh, say, uh, Ira, where you know you buy right. by the minute, um, mm-hmm. it also makes you eligible to get hardware updates, i.e., 
as they improve the glasses themselves, they will ship you new ones and you ship them back the old ones. Uh, and they expect to do that on a very regular basis. And I don't mean once a year. I mean, multiple times in a year. So we shall see. I did, I did not look at their stuff. I did. So I, so I probably should have. Well, and what did, what did it feel like to you? Well, I didn't think that I would have $50 a month worth of use out of them. Um, but the, uh, but sadly, I think the person who demonstrated them for me was not very good. Um, the, there, you know, there were a few different people doing the demonstrations and one of them just was not very good at explaining what, you know, the, the various uses. So it was a, I was very, very interested in them, but, um, I, I just couldn't get a handle on what he was saying they would do for me. And I, um, so at some point I'd like to go back and revisit that. One of the things that's interesting is, is that these glasses are kind of going the route of so many other technologies that get developed for people who are blind. That is, they start at a, at a really high price point and then eventually competition creates an environment where, where somebody ends up deciding to, to lowball that and then somebody else comes along and lowballs it again. So the, the whole glasses market has been interesting because there are at least what, three or four players now, um, each of whom um, have products at different price points that do different things. What I'd like to see is um, somebody partner, one of the companies that produce the glasses partner with Ira again, because I don't get nearly as much use of out of Ira as I would if they still had their glasses. I hear that. I hear that. So... I bought three things at the convention, um, one of which everybody who's listening tonight can hear because I bought a Bluetooth headset with, uh, with a boom mic attached to it from AT Guys, um, which, um, which I'm satisfied is much more comfortable and which now means, because I was using a wired headset before, that I am untethered. So I'm, I'm free to walk around. I could go over and grab some popcorn or a glass of water and continue uh, to, to broadcast. So I like that. Um, I also bought one of the computers that Brian bought, though I've done nothing with it so far. And the third thing that I bought was a, um, was a, um, a, a another pair of blue, a, a pair of Bluetooth earbuds from AT guys, which, uh, were interesting because they had um, 10 hours of battery life and they're really quite nice. Um, and, and I think the 10 hours of battery life is real, but I'm, I'm having an issue with one of them. So I'm going to be contacting AT guys and I'm sure everything will work out well. Um, but I really quite like the compute, the, 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 the earbuds, they're sort of cool. So those are the three things that I bought. Um, I guess the, the other interesting new device that was out there was uh, this this Oco device or this Oco app, um, which um, which is uh, an O and M app, which is which is becoming quite the rage and somewhat controversial. 
Yes. And and it's interesting because some people love it and some people think that it's dangerous. Is this the G, G, the, the device that it doesn't help you cross the street necessarily, but it gives you pointers as to yes. crossing safely? And I've, I've, so I talked to the guy who, who put it together, um, mm-hmm. and I, ne- I didn't see him in the, in the very limited time I was there in the hall, unfortunately. But I've talked to a lot of people who really, really like it. So I'm really curious to find out why others feel that it could conceivably be dangerous. Well, it's sort of like, it's sort of like audio description in theaters, isn't it, Brian? Um, There there are a lot of folks who feel like, um, like Oko is is sort of saying um, that, Here's a device that 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 means that accessible pedestrian signals aren't quite as important, or at least that's what I think it's saying. I don't know enough about it. Maybe Brian knows more. Um, but what they're saying is that this device may encourage counties not to put in accessible pedestrian signals because OCO can do the job. That's a possibility. Is, is, is that your understanding too, Brian? He must be crossing a street because I don't think he's near. Let's, yeah, see. He's, uh, Let's see if he's muted. Yeah. 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 But that's interesting. So those are those are some of the some of the tech things that that we noticed um, at the convention. Obviously, the, the new stream three was there. Yes, it was. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there were there were also a number of. Um, a number of the big boys were there, hymns and humanware with their with their larger braille display products and um, and APH with uh, with their qwerty keyboard braille display that I'm surprised Marianne didn't snap up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I missed that. Yeah, that that they the um, what do they call the 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 APH one? Um, gosh. But I, you the know, four- I have a braille sense, so. Yeah, this is a this is a forty cell, forty cell braille display with a qwerty keyboard for about twenty five hundred, twenty six hundred. Yeah, I won't be snapping that up this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So, um, we we have a few people who I guess want to talk to us a little bit about tech. So, shall we give them an opportunity sure to thing. do that? Yeah. We have Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Hey, so um, I was very much interested in the Celeste glasses because we are looking for such a solution. And we didn't want to commit to the technology, especially since Apple is coming out with its thing next year, its glasses. Oh, yeah. Um, So... It was really hard because I really wanted them, but I decided, um, we decided after, and, 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 um, I went online and I researched OrCam and I researched Envision and I tried to ask any kind of question I could think of. And at the end of the day, we decided to wait, um, because we didn't want to invest to commit to an, to an investment of that nature just yet. 
So instead, I went to the ACB Mini Mall and I bought another lanyard. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I I used Seeing AI um, with my phone in this lanyard and walked around the hotel trying to get my phone to read signs. And um, this is totally unrelated, but I really wanted to share I went with my daughter to the mall Mm -hmm. because she's 17 and that's where you go. And we were walking around in JCPenney and I had seeing AI running through my headphones Mm -hmm. on my phone, wearing my little lanyard. And I was probably driving my daughter crazy because my phone would start reading stuff like jewelry, 30% off. And J.C. Penney's is hiring. And I'm like, Manda, you want to work in Schaumburg? <laughs> so, um, but it was really funny because for the first time, I mean, I work at home. I don't get out much. So for the first time, actually trying to walk around doing this in constant, you know, seeing AI scan and read mode, right? I was just struck by how much sighted people see um you know as they're walking around there's like signs everywhere that i've never known existed or i mean you know you know they're there but since you don't have access to them they just kind of pass you by but i wonder Um, if people actually it's amazing how well they read yeah right well i wonder if sighted people because they're deluge so much with signs if they just ignore them and it doesn't even compute whereas you hear them audibly and and it's a kind of a new thing for you you're paying a lot more attention to them than probably that they are yeah i mean i i guess it's sort of like how after a while you know if you're in a crowd and it's really noisy and there's Uh music and all this noise is around you you get a little overloaded so maybe yeah maybe after a while they do the same thing um the other thing yeah, yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to change topic. So, um, go, go ahead. Change. Okay. Go ahead. Well, the other thing that, that that I saw that I did not get, but I thought was fun, was, and I don't remember the name of it, but it was something that the AT guys folks had. It was, um, for lack of a better word, it was the etch a sketch slate. You know, the the kind of thing. Oh yeah, the versus slate. Yeah, yeah. It versus had it ha- I loved it because it had the little stylus on the side that had a little compartment that it would go in so it wouldn't get lost. That's my kind of thing. And then, you know, you could write on it and then tap a button and then whatever you wrote would would disappear. So I thought that was really cool. Um, the, but I love the, them all. <laughs> the cool thing is the, the slate, um, the slate, the, the little stylus is, is actually a magnet as well. So it, it really is pretty cool. But I think I think I, I have one. I think Marion has one too. I don't have one, but that's something no. that I'm probably going to get at some point. Yeah, that really it is cool. very cool. Yeah, yeah. we we I, I like mine a lot because it's it's just nice to have something right there, so you can if if you're doing something else, you can just write something down real fast, like yes. a phone number. And mm-hmm. hey hey presto, you don't have to keep it forever, but um, but like I was on. I was on a series of teams meetings today and my, my teams has decided that there's something odd about my sign in. So they, so it refused to allow me. So I had to use the phone and there were 
four meetings today, and each of the four meetings had different had different phone passcodes. So it's just mm. bizarre. <laughs> anyway, um, cool. Miss Lisa, thank you. So good to thank have you, you with us. And Exhibits was wonderful. Um, the Smithermans just do a fantastic yeah, job. And I got to meet Marianne. Yes. <laughs> yes so that was a blast. It was. Yeah. There you go. Excellent. Thank you, Miss Lisa. Thanks. Who else we got, Miss Marianne? We have Jane. Jane. Hey, Jane. I'm, I'm glad, glad to be here. So hello, Paul. Hello, Brian. Hello, Marianne. Lisa, I yep. loved your comments. Uh, I was not at the convention. I listened to some, although I did not get to listen to very much. And my curiosity has this question. Is there anything that anybody would do differently about making uh, advertising for the exhibit hall? I looked at some of those and and um, didn't understand some of the conversations about them or the uh, writing. But is there anything uh, different, uh, new, that you all would recommend be done when they set up the exhibit call, uh, hall and advertise the different displays and um, equipment and accoutrements and stuff? Yeah, so, so last year, um, last year, two things happened. Last year, there were kind of and um, presentations from the exhibit hall, and there were the year before, too. Um, and, and, of, and of course, the exhibit hall was, was there. Um, this year, in addition to the canned presentations, there actually were kind of hours for, for the exhibitors so that um, if you paid attention, you could figure yeah. out a time when you could actually um, go in and talk directly to exhibitors um, online, even if you weren't at the convention. And mm -hmm. I thought that was really very cool. Um, any That's thoughts, Brian or Marianne? Or Larry? Any no. thoughts about other Brian things is that back. we could do? Oh. Brian is back. Good. Brian is back. Uh, I had to leave for a moment due to a spillage uh -oh. that was probably under my control, but uh, not for that moment. So oh. do I think they could do some more stuff? Well, I think it would also be fun if uh, we had somebody who was literally walking through the exhibit hall and describing the exhibit hall scene and, and that whole process, you know, we I agree. get great things from uh, CSUN, for example, uh, which I very much enjoy. Uh, guys go to each booth and have a conversation with the people at the booth and yep. ask some, some, because they know what they're talking about, uh, ask them some pertinent questions along the way. So I find that quite entertaining. One of the Thank one of the Brian. cool things that we found out this year, and and though I didn't see it, is there there apparently was a a tactile map of the exhibit hall, which which was around that some people saw. I did not. I did not. Uh, but I think, but I think it would have been really helpful, and mm -hmm. and I would encourage us perhaps to do more with that if we can. I don't know who produced it. 
um, it was it was available on the counter in the exhibit hall. Perhaps um, Michael or Allison Michael, or somebody yeah, who knows know more will tell us. It, but I don't think I saw it. But yeah. I, I knew it was there. But you're right. I think yeah. that would be, have been nice. Because, um, uh, you know, apparently, um, uh, apparently my friend Ralph, who has a little bit of vision and, and who I think is here somewhere, um, uh, actually was was able to get a pretty good idea of how um, the exhibit hall was laid out. And once he got that, he said finding stuff was a lot easier using booth numbers. So it was really pretty cool. Thank you, Miss Jane, for your question. Okay. Who do we, we have? We have okay. Anisio. Mr. Correa. Hello, everyone. Uh, always, Hi a, there. always a pleasure to contribute. I, I want to yeah. go back, go back to the discussion about the Oco um, yes, sir. app. I was not yep. there, so I didn't try any of these things um, myself. But I've heard a, a lot about it, and I think. So what does OCO does basically tells you whether the light is green, is safe to right. walk or not, right? Yep. And the whole discussion, Paul, that I hear is from Monam instructors primarily that say, does this mean then that it gives uh, communities and localis locales to uh, um, a way to get out of, of providing uh, audible pedestrians, uh, pedestrian signals? Mm -hmm. To me, that's the same exact argument that we have made before. Not so much I don't hear. Fortunately, I don't hear so much now. When Freedom Scientific came up with the possibility with JAWS to scan a PDF, uh, an image, mm -hmm. an image text document, and read it. And I mean, and it works perfectly, right? I yep. mean, it's not a handwritten document. It's a typed document. And JAWS is able to read it just as well as if it was a Word document. Right. So um, it, it's probably well, uh, a similar argument to the, the whole yeah. argument that overlays, right? Where yep. do we do we support a program, a software, and, and Brian can talk about this a lot more than I can, but mm. a software that can somehow make a website more accessible, perhaps not perfect, does that uh, give the 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 organizations and website producers the the a way out not to to hire someone to to work on accessibility? I mean, I think that the the arguments are valid, but in some ways we need to, especially now with the advent of artificial intelligence and so right. much more is going to be done that way, that we have to be able to accept this stuff. Otherwise, we're going to be left behind. And I talked a little bit about um, uh, about audio description in theaters. There is a yeah, that's there, that true. That's right. That's yeah, right. There, there is a there is a program out there um, that that actually syncs up with audio description, and that people have thought about trying to persuade um, movie theaters to um, to um, make that available, so you so you don't have to use their devices, which often don't work or which often uh, aren't effective, but you can just use your iPhone to do audio description. But take that a step further. I forgot about audio description. So that's another one. Or audio yep. audible books, audio books. I mean, I don't yep. see anything wrong with as as voices, text to speech become more and right. more. 
human-like. I mean, it, it, it just it makes sense, I think, to me that um, more and more of the audiobooks are going to be done um, yep. digitally that way. So initially, and then, just, just one, one more thing, because I, yep. I, I'm going to make a really giant step, a giant stretch from all these arguments. Is that similar to the whole argument of that resolution 2023-16 about OTs and VRTs? Are, are we so fixed on the way that we've done things that we're not willing to even entertain the possibility that may be other ways in addition to the ways we do it? Amen. That's all. Good point. Good point. Mr. Brian, comments? Oh, several. Um, I knew you I, would. I agree. I agree with with much of what you say uh, on these things. I have to say that um, we're seeing such rapid change right now that it's really hard to come up with any kind of steadfast rule about anything in our right. in our world. Uh, and I mean, our world meaning not the blindness world, but the world at large. No, uh, the blindness world too, though, Brian. Oh yes, yeah. I would not. But I'm not saying exclusively the blindness yeah. world. Gotcha. The world is mm -hmm. in a very unique place right now, where the rapidity of change is happening in ways that we can't use how things used to be as a gauge of how things will be. We just it just doesn't work right now. That the lag is just not there for us to do it. When we talked about uh, adaptive technology. We meant technology that once the sighted world did something, we would catch up. You know, they went over to a graphical user interface. Did we have mm -hmm. screen readers then? No. We caught up and we got screen readers. But, you know, the graphical user interface kept changing and changing and changing. And we became more and more uh, concerned about keeping up with those changes. Uh, when Live 365 came through, you know, a lot of places were saying, don't go there yet because we haven't adapted to it yet. So there's that. I also think that, you know, I'm sitting here in a major city. So when it comes to traffic signals, there is the money and the process that whenever a traffic signal gets updated, that then it must be made accessible to me. Right. And there's enough of that going on. But think of small town America. The traffic signal on that corner has always been on that corner, mm -hmm. is likely to be there until, you know, a tornado knocks it over. Uh, so there, I don't want to deny something today that will help them today, hoping that at some point, in the near future, they will get access to what I have access to. That's a problem. The other one is any time a public accommodation requires that I use my equipment, you're broadening the digital divide within the blindness community. And, and that's a, an extremely interesting argument. It, it's the one that operates for theaters, but it's also the one that operates for OCO and other things because, because you're really creating access 
for the middle class, but not for but not for people, not for the have-nots, if as it were. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And um, I don't have a solution. I really do not have a I, solution. I think I, we get better access when it comes through a mainstream product. Yeah. Um, and and I, but, I don't think there is one. But but nope. Anisio has really given us a perfect capacity to move from tech to talks because the questions that he's raised take us directly to two of the more interesting presentations surrounding our, our convention that were in fact done by Brian as part of the Lua program before the convention even started. And why don't you tell us just a smidge about those presentations, Brian? I did two presentations on artificial intelligence. One dealt very specifically with why should we as blind or visually impaired people be involved in this whole business of artificial intelligence. Where does it get us? What should our concerns be as blind people as this takes over center stage? The other was get to know the players. You know, in the blindness world, if you said access technology, my guess is that Vespero and Humanware would be, and Hims would be the three big companies you think sure. of. Sure. In the world of AI, those companies are Google, Microsoft, Apple, and Amazon. Uh, And each of them own a significant interest in a bunch of other players um, that build components like uh, OpenAI, for example. Uh, Microsoft has a big investment in them. So it was no surprise when Microsoft decided to take some of that uh, relationship and build it into their Bing web browser and now into many of the applications associated with that. So my presentations were things I took off of YouTube on all of these topics, put them together and tried to explain this in a way that you didn't have to have a PhD to understand. Yeah, the cool thing was that Brian incorporated a lot of um, a lot of demos into those those um, presentations. So any of you who didn't hear them at the time that they came out, um, watch out for the podcasts. Um, Larry, I, Larry, I'm sure will tell us that they're that they're on their way, and some of them are being produced as we speak. Larry's He's not hiding. telling us that though. <laughs> Maybe he had a spill event also. <laughs> but I just but got, I think I just got uh, yeah. knocked out, and I think yeah, we may not be streaming. I have to check, but but you are, they will be out, yeah, soon. Excellent. Well, if we're not streaming, that would be sad. I, that's what I got to check now because I just got dumped. Very good. All right. Um, that's what so, I said when my first girlfriend. Well, never mind. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Miss Marianne. Who else do we have? We have area code 61619. Area code 619. Who are you? Reveal yourself. 684, last three digits. 684 are the the last three numbers. Area code 619 ending in 684. Dun, 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 dun. Speaking of numbers, did you buy a Powerball? I did not. One billion dollars seriously 
billion. Yes. I can't I can't imagine numbers that big. Uh, they're hard for me to get. Yeah. But apparently this phone number is having trouble unmuting. Nope, there you go. Yeah. You should be able to unmute now. Zoom is being very, yeah. very um, ah, snickety tonight. I hear somebody. Yeah. You do. <laughs> Hi, you I have a very brief question. Um, I did not get to go to the exhibit hall. Um, I'm looking forward um, to getting, I think it was $45 for the whole convention on an NLS cartridge, so I'll be able to pick up on some of this stuff. My question is, I came in late, and I um, am um, wanting to update some sort of antiquated computer and screen reader. Someone was saying something about computers for the blind having an offer. I came in about 15 after. Do you mind going over that? They did. What that was? Yes. Sure. If, if uh, you go to computersfortheblind.org and take a look there at convention offers, you will find a way to take advantage of a combination of a grant and their primary purpose to acquire a laptop. The one I got was a HP laptop, 14 inch screen, full, when I say full keyboard, not with a numeric keypad. Uh, it came with Windows 10 and it had a one year license for JAWS or Zoom text. And it had Microsoft Office for Word, Excel and PowerPoint on it and the price was sixty dollars so it was fifty dollars oh. plus tax there plus tax. and yep and um and you can also that there were upgrades available that i think would allow you to would would allow you to get more memory and more uh more solid state stuff too um if you wanted to pay like a hundred bucks more um and the, but the trick is you need to do it yesterday because my understanding is that this offer expires at the end of this month. Thank you for telling me that. And let me ask the assembled brain power there. Um, what do you think about having 10 as opposed to 11? Is that a good thing, a bad thing, or, or neither one of those? Well, we talked to them about why they did 10. And what they, what they indicated was that they thought 11 was just fine, but that um, but that there were still some accessibility issues that were operation that were operating. So they felt more comfortable doing 10, which was a kind of a mature, uh, a mature system. So that's why they chose to continue to use 10. Thank you so much. Um, I just have a brief comments. Um, sure. And, and your name is, you by the way, uh, your name Ginny? is? Ginny. Yep. Cool. Okay. Uh, two very Your brief comment. comments. Um, sure. Okay, about Oko, I have a friend who I'm really proud of him. I've seen him uh, go from zero to 75 really fast with his orientation nice. mobility. And, of course, he's got a lot of help since he's a vet. Um, I think that the thing with Oko that strikes me as an outsider, I'm going to be getting using it maybe later on down the line, is it tends to be a little inconsistent. And... Um, it may give you, uh, for example, he said sometimes the signal said, oh, it's green, or the, the app said it was green when upon a reflection it wasn't. But I think those can be ironed out, I suppose. But the other thing I was bringing up was someone was saying, um, when you have a product like this, which um, Oku is probably going to be used by a fraction of the blind population to begin with, I think. And so does that 
enhance the divide was a very interesting question. And let me bring up something and get off. Um, I have my BA, but I decided after, but that was before I lost my vision. So I thought, well, what would it be like after I lost my vision to try to survive in an educational environment? Okay, and I would had a screen reader and all this stuff. But what I noticed was the presumption that you you should have certain you know assistive technology kind of lets some of the disabled services places off the hook a little bit. For example, you know, many years ago, a uh, community college would have people who would escort you from class to class. The campus I went on was really right. complicated and crazy. But now everybody has Be My Eyes or everybody has funding from the Department of Rehab. So right. sometimes these presumptions let some of these agencies off the hook. Now, that's kind of a big subject I brought up. But thank you for bringing that up about, you know, the, what yep. increases the great divide. That's it. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your call, and and um and I think I think you're right to raise the the issue of college. It's it's unclear to me um, where things went. Um, as as some people know, my primary job for the last 25 years before I retired was as director of uh, one of the campus's access services departments on one of the on the largest community college in the country. And, and my campus certainly had a set of values that said that we felt responsible for assuring that kids had access to stuff when they were uh, on campus. And, and so we didn't rely on other people to get equipment that folks wanted to use. We, we attempted to create an environment where accessibility happened. Um, but it's, in, it's yeah. not always the case. Yeah. And one final point you bring to mind is... sure. I was talking to a friend of mine who is, you know, like over 35. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was saying, well, I feel that older Americans who um, no longer have the funding of Department of Rehab can be left out in the cold and maybe not get what we need. And then she said, and now she has a big extended family and mm-hmm. couldn't do a lot of things for her and also some technology. But she said, but do we need it? And then I thought about that and I thought, if a blind person wants to be a lifelong learner, Shouldn't they have that same right? I mean, a sighted person can go and decide at an advanced age, you know, I never took a chemistry yeah. class. I'm going to turn to do that. Yeah. But yeah, what we about, cert- why should, it's just something that I would like to be a lifelong learner, but, you know, well, who's going to pay for the technology and the instruction? And mm-hmm. I don't look to the government to do it, maybe philanthropic organizations. So I'm just bringing up that issue. I'm sorry. I'm done. Here. Well, it, it's a it's it's perhaps a topic we can discuss in the future on Tuesday topics, but mm-hmm. it would certainly be my position that if if you wanted to be a lifelong learner and wanted to go to a community college or wanted to go to a university, they would have some obligations to to create accessibility for you and make that and and make that experience doable, whether whether you are a, a client of Voc Rehab or not. And when you say they, you mean. The college. the college, yeah. I do mean right. the college, yes. Got yep. So, you know, so it give it a shot. Give it that a shot. Tell true, us how it works. When I went to city, when I went to college in San Diego, um, they, for example, in the olden days, they had you know escorts taking you to classes. Now that's a little bit, you know, maybe what I would have liked for them to do was to have orientation and mobility to help right. me, you know, get acquainted with the campus, but they didn't they did not have it. 
And it's just, um, you know, that's just what I want. It, it varies. It varies a great deal, yeah. of course. But we we would not, it. for the most part, uh, I would not on my campus have on a continuing basis provided access to someone getting you to class every day. Um, I wouldn't want I that. Would, yeah. would, yeah. you, would you have made available, whether VR did it or not, orientation and mobility instructor? Yes, we, we would. We would generally we would generally work with the Division of Blind Services to to try to assure that even if the person wasn't a rehab client, um, that that person would get access to some O and M instruction um, to learn how to get to class and from class. Okay, so it varies quite a bit, yeah. Um, but they gave me like a couple hours, and that was it. It wasn't really. I don't think it was really you know, effective gotcha. or gotcha. even in compliance. So thank you for listening, you guys. So, so, so many of the, so many of the courses that, that, that you might be interested in taking though are available online. And the real question is, are, are, are online classes as accessible as they should be? And, and again, that varies from state to state, depending on, on how strong community colleges are at demanding that their stuff be accessible and it varies a lot from state to state and from college to college. But again, that's worth exploring. Anyway, uh, Miss Marianne. We have Ralph. Mr. Ralph. Oh, yes. Um, speaking of the convention and the exhibit yeah. hall, mm -hmm. uh, I, I enjoyed that thoroughly. And I also purchased the computer mm -hmm. from uh, computersfortheblind.org. I got mine the next day as well. I brought it home and plugged it in. And what does it say? It says JAWS. So it comes up immediately yep. like your old desktop would. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually have my Wi-Fi hooked up to it, but that's about it for now. I've got to learn the keyboard. But anyway, I thought that was a really cool um, effort on their behalf to promote that. And that was really good. Mm -hmm. I put on the Celeste glasses and I must say that given the noise in the room, it was very hard to hear what the speaker was saying at a, even at uh -huh. a short distance. So that's something also to consider when using those. One more brief caveat. Yes. This was not at the convention, but on the way home, when I was sitting in Dallas, Texas for five hours waiting on the next flight, mm -hmm. I got hungry. I took my phone and uh, I called Be My Eyes and got someone to direct me where some food was located. So I was holding my phone up to my face, showing them the camera view, and they took me to a place and I ate supper and made it back to the gate. So I thought that's pretty uh, cool uh, to utilize that technology like that. It was a little difficult here with a crowded airport, but notwithstanding, mm -hmm. It sure beats uh, nothing when you're there by yourself and you don't know where to go. So you know, yeah, that's, that's my comments. It, it, it really is amazing the options that we as blind people have now technologically, whether, whether you use IRA or whether you use Be My Eyes. Um, the, the, the degree to which at least once we get to a gate, we can we can become more independent is is really pretty amazing if we're prepared to take advantage of those things. 
Absolutely. That, that worked yeah. out real well because I was sitting in, this guy walked by with a bag full of food. <laughs> it smells so good. It's like, <laughs> Dude, I'm hungry. So, yeah. You have to be willing to take chances. That's the only way you're going to be able to, to yep. move forward. And it is so much nicer when you have options. That's true. And, and, and you used Ira quite a bit on, in your travels. Did you not, Larry? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, not so much. United was very good when I got canceled because yes. they put me up in a hotel not too far from where I was. I was trying to get out of Chicago to go mm-hmm. to Luke. But even so, even doing that, getting to the hotel, being able to figure out, they told me what, what was around me in terms of uh, places to eat. And there was a place across the street and I was able to order and bring the food in. And it was nice, lovely. I couldn't have done that 10 years ago. No way. You, nope, right. you could not. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Thank you, Mr. Ralph. Yes, sir. So Marianne, were there, were there some particular talks during the convention that turned you on? Um, well, I enjoyed, well, I, I don't know if enjoyed is the right. I found the Uber talk fascinating. Um, the folks from Uber, mm-hmm. I, I found the conversation fascinating. I've learned things I didn't know. Um, found some things with which I disagreed. <laughs> um, I enjoyed that. I, um, I'd have to give that awesome thought, but I, that one sticks out in my mind because there were just things I didn't, I didn't know about their policies and things. I thought that they, um, for instance, they allow guide dogs to sit up on the seat. Oh, really? I I was so shocked by that. And I was so dismayed by that. Um, And I made my dismay known. um, Good. Because I think that, um, if they didn't allow, um, if, if people, and I know people who do it, but if they didn't allow guide dogs up on the seat, if they forced guide dogs to be on the floor, um, maybe more Uber drivers would not pass us by as guide dog users. I don't know if yeah. that's true or not, but it, it just seems like that's just wrong. I tell you, as a woman and, and um, grooming conscious, if I ever got in a car um, where a, a dog had just left the seat, and left its mm-hmm. mud behind, and I was going out and wanted to, be, you know, be neat and look good. I would be very angry. Yeah. Um, and, so and quite rightly too. Yeah, and and they don't um, Uber doesn't help them pay for their you know car cleaning, and so I was yep. a little bit dismayed by that. Um, mm-hmm. the, I found the conversation fascinating though. Yeah. Um, so that was Mr. Brian sticks out the most. Any any talks that 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 you thought were intriguing? Well, let me think here. Uh, the ones that I found interesting were were ones that others experienced the same talk, so radically different than I experienced it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had mentioned last week our banquet speaker. Oh, he was magnificent. I know <laughs> you feel that way. I, I feel do. about 1,000% the other way. Oh, I thought he was so good. Ah, when he did that role play with the lady in the audience, uh, I just cringed that that she had to go through that. Well, I did miss that part. I I will say I I tuned in a little bit late because I'd totally forgotten I was home by then. He literally walked up to the lady and said, you miss what's your name? Okay, that's your name. So 
You know, you are the dumbest person I have ever met. Yep. That's what he said. And he was trying to make a point that you have to be resilient enough and like yourself enough not to be cowed by somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, says at you, about you, uh, and about people you. like yeah. you. Yeah. But she didn't see that coming. He didn't set it up in advance. Uh, and uh, I have cited people sitting next to me, and they said she was just, um, well, trust me, she did not like the speech. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also felt that uh, it contained a number of, of uh, for the sighted techniques, for example. Yep. When he but, got but, up to the podium. Yeah. And just stood, stood there, there. Yeah. looking at the audience for a long enough time that we didn't know whether there was a technical problem or that that was his speech, his, you know, his opening remark. Didn't know, but he stood there uh, just staring at us. So it was it, it was interesting, but but I I think everybody will listen to the um, to the podcast of the banquet speech now because the, it really has been somewhat controversial. Um, sort of fifty percent of the folks love it, and fifty percent of the people did not love it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's uh, interesting. That, that, that was that was so interesting to me. The, the different ways the same right. talk could be perceived, yes, interpreted. The yeah. The um, the breakout sessions that were done as part of the general program this year, uh, I thought were interesting. Um, I I attended the 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 ones on kind of uh, attorneys and and how we can work best with attorneys that uh, that Clark Rackfell kind of ran to a degree uh, and found them pretty interesting. But I think for many of our members, they may be a little esoteric. Um, I did not attend the transportation one, so I don't know how good that was. And if somebody did attend those, uh, I, though I suspect they were very good uh, because of the folks who who were who were doing them. But uh, but I like the idea of the breakout session, um, and and I hope we can sit, we continue it next year. Um, I I I think it was a really good idea and. Uh, was was kind of fun to do. Who else do we have, Miss Marianne? Um, you know, I'm going to ask Diane Scalzi if she'd like to raise her hand again. I accidentally long ago put it down, but then she didn't raise it again. So let's see. I will. I will chat in just a moment once you finish with Diane. Sure. If if you want to put your hand up, Diane, so you can, I will acknowledge you. You, you can um, chat now, Lair. In the meantime, getting okay. Diane. We have Carla Hayes. Hey, Carla and Hayes. There you go, Carla. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. We can. Um, I'm I'm going to be all over the place um, because you asked three questions in your lead off to this, and I'm only going to speak once because I don't want to, you know, hold right. time. So I hope you don't mind. Uh, first oh. of all, about the exhibit hall. Okay, uh, I was your cheap date. I think I bought a case 
a little case to hook on to my case for my braille sense to stow things in a little leather leather case. And I didn't know that the computer was for people that I thought you had to have a financial need. So I didn't even look at that. And nope. I felt bad that I didn't um, look at the um um, um the way round tags every time there was somebody there and I, I just didn't get in to look at them um they they they, they will work on a shell now um, um the most interesting piece of technology I think was the active braille because um, dream vision was showing it they have um a qwerty and a um um braille you know Perkins keyboard you just flip one and you could have the other and it's just all integrated right. it's pretty cool um, and I did get see and get the map of the exhibit hall. It was phenomenal. And, um, you know, Mr. Smitherman said, um, oh, but it's been here every year. It's, you know, we've had these maps every year. I didn't know about that, but they were up on the counter. And I asked him if I could take one. And I did. And I still have it. And I'm going to go as far as to say, I think we should do a similar thing as part of the hotel layout make a map for the you know the different floors make little keys for the rooms and- yeah i think there i think there are some of us who would you know if if some if some affiliate wants to take it on as a fundraiser and, and make them available i i would pay ten dollars for a set of maps for the hotel oh i would too mm-hmm. i would too um and it would it would you know i i just thought it was great i made my fingers do the walking and a yep. sighted person, a large print person, would make their eyes do the walking, and I could get around that really well. The, the hall and the booths were very right. well organized. I would put some sort of tactile marking on the floor, whether it be um, carpets, you know, extra carpet down the aisle or tile down mm-hmm. the aisle, or something to denote when you're actually in an aisle and not behind a booth. And I've suggested that before. We we've tried that in in the past, and and there there were some years when we did it. And I'm not I sure that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure what the what the situation is now. So we'll, we'll have dollars to have, we'll have to Mike. Dollars. And I, cents. I believe that dollars and cents because yeah, that that's something the decorators do, yeah. and that means they will charge you rent on them yes. uh, and labor charges to lay them out and take them back yeah, up again. I understand. I understand. But I still think that there's value in it. Yeah, we just need to. Uh, Fund it differently. Okay. And as far as podcasts, um, I'm going to say that, um, Brian, your presentations were phenomenal. I can't wait to listen to them again. I ordered the cartridge so I wouldn't miss anything, too. Um, um, So I thought they were phenomenal. And selfishly, I loved the um, teacher's breakfast because it was broadcasting, you know, and the history of broadcasting. I thought that was phenomenal. I know it didn't have anything to do with blindness, but it was phenomenal anyhow. And the cortical um, prosthesis. um, I think that'd be fun. Oh, that was interesting. Now, I am going to say there's one podcast that or there's one session that I think was inappropriate to be hybrid. Okay, you know, and I I mean, this is constructive criticism. I'm not um, criticizing it. Okay, and I'll tell you, it was the BPI immersive one. Okay, it was phenomenal. But I think wouldn't that one work better as a virtual event because people could listen in their living rooms with their own equipment. And, you know, I think it was a sort of, in a way, a waste of hybrid space because I think it could have been better served 
to be listened away from. I mean, I can't imagine going into a room and sitting there and with the, everybody having headphones and listening. You know what I'm trying to say? It was phenomenal. I'm yes. not criticizing the program. I think it was great, but um, I don't. And this was this was the program on 3D immersive sound, yes, right? Yes. But, yes. I, I, but I'm not trying yeah, to. I was there. That. I'm not going to. And, and what did you feel about being in the room and, and listening as opposed to if it had been made as part of the virtual one? I think that the only way that you could get full value or even partial value is if you're, you were using your own equipment right. uh, to listen. And they said it at the very beginning, uh, because this room's speakers are set up mono, and we can't right. do anything about that. And because when we stream, the stream is going through Zoom and therefore is mono. And the whole thing is 3D sound. So right. why would you set yourself up with two thirds of the listeners won't get it? And it sounded like total mishmash. Yes. Uh, but but on the other hand, when they horrible. had to repeat on Tuesday night and I listened to it at home, I didn't go to it there because that's just how I felt about it. You know what I mean? But um, it was phenomenal. So I'm not criticizing. So Anthony Corona, if you're listening, I'm not criticizing. You know what I mean? Um, I just think that, it, you know, that was sort of a waste of hybrid space. It should have been a virtual space. thing. You know what I mean? But on the other hand, I think that um, the tech sessions with hymns and humanware should have been hybrid because they were giving timely information, including right. convention specials. And, you know, if you didn't make it when you were there, um, you know, the, it's going to be old news. Some of it's going to be now, old news. We, we think that we think that they will be available as podcasts. So um, is that right, Larry? They were recorded. Yes. Well, they are, yeah. but by that time, you know, a lot of the things that they probably talked about, any specials that they were going to have would not be in effect. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, so, yes, yeah. I do yeah. plan on listening to specials, them. Specials, no, but information, yes. Information, yes. Yeah. I, I would yeah. say that. So, so if you were making yeah. choices about podcasts, I would say that, you know, those two yeah. things that I would say. And as far as travel is concerned, by one of my flights, uh, my connecting flights going was delayed for a few hours. And one of my my connecting flight coming home was delayed. And I lost my luggage was lost. So I'm not going to bore you with my horror stories. But um, sometimes I wonder if we wouldn't be better served if we didn't do it over the 4th of July weekend. I don't know. Um, but there's there's been a lot of there's been a lot of discussion about that, Miss Carla. Yes, so I know. Yep. Yep. And I'm going to be anxious to see what happens when it's a little tad later for the next couple of years. It's going to be interesting. Yep. To see. Uh, yep. Let's see. Because next year it's the fifth to the twelfth, I think. Correct. Yep. Correct. To the and then the fourth to the eleventh after and that. Fourth to eleventh after that. So um, yep. But but those are really um, my thoughts. And as far as well, I did tell you about the technology, and yes, the glasses looked you yep. know, phenomenal. Yep. But and and Brian, thank you again so so much for your presentations. I can't wait till they become available because the phone yep. kept on ringing, and you know I'd like to hear them again. Uh, but, exactly. And I just thank want to thank Carla. you. And I want to thank you all for putting this on uh, so faithfully yep. every week. I may not come all the time because sometimes I'm working, but it means a lot to me. 
So well, I'm thank sure you. I'm glad to hear. That. We appreciate it, and we're glad to do it. Well, thank you, Miss um, Marianne. Diane Scalzi. There she, oh, is. there she is. The <coughs> hand came up again. Yeah. Miss yeah, America. I, I, anyway, um, well, I first of all, um, I think the I think the technology you were referring to earlier, um, the QWERTY keyboard. I think maybe you were referring to the Mantis. We, um, I, I was. Q40. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and that is. That is uh, that is an item that I am thinking very seriously about getting because um, I, I just like the idea of being able to type without having to remember all kinds of chords and you know things like know, that. I don't know of I don't know of anybody who's gotten one who hasn't really quite fallen in love with it. I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's it's very popular. Though I'm surprised because, I mean, there were other devices that were out there that were QWERTY before, that that weren't that weren't nearly as popular as this one. And I don't. This one just seemed to come out at the right time. Hmm. So anyway, I'm 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 looking at it. Mm -hmm. um, the description of the hotel that was basically useless to me because I couldn't figure out. Right. I think it would have been good if it started from some other location, um, you know, maybe. But, yeah, I just I just couldn't make hide nor hair out of it. But I usually have trouble yeah. with those kind of things anyway. Um, as far as you asked about technology, um, the AT guys had a Bluetooth keyboard that interested me because it folded up into a case and it was very small. And um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about. Yeah. I know about several getting... people. I know several people who bought those and, and have really liked them. Yeah. Yep, so so um, as far as the programs, the one that kind of, fascinated me most, although I don't know that it would ever help me, was the one about the um, people. I, I'm always interested when, when people have electro, uh, electrodes planted in their brains, you know, that mm -hmm. maybe make them see a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So um, th that one I found fascinating. Um, Brian's, I didn't hear the whole thing. So I'm going to have to you know, listen to that one again. I, I heard part of it. Um, yeah. But I liked... Oh, two uh, full, probably one two of the, full one of the highlights for, Yep. One of two the full highlights sessions for me, for, Paul, yep. was getting a chance yep. to meet meet you, Paul. Well, thank you. You know, Yeah, that you was and, fun. And several of the other um, people, I think, on your panel, I also probably yep. uh, met. And I didn't like the banquet speech either. Um, and I couldn't figure out what I didn't like about it until some of you guys just started talking about it mm -hmm. earlier. Um, but my two, uh, I love the tours that I went on. Excellent. I, I, that, that's the thing that I, I think missed about virtual conventions was not being able to actually go on real tours. And, you know, that was fun. So very good. Uh, that, that's Ms. Diane, thank, thank, thank you so much for your call.
Thank you. You have a good evening. Thank you, you. Miss Marianne. We have Diane Harms. Hey, Hi, Diane. everybody. Um, Hi. I was going to ask about the computer. Is so are all three, or well, the ones you can uh, pay one hundred and sixty dollars or one hundred dollars more than you did. Is that still Windows Ten? Yes, oh. I believe it is. In fact, all of them are preset with Windows Ten. Okay. Um, and how long will it be? Again, supported? you could you could choose to upgrade it to 11. Oh, okay. Again, these are, uh, let me think, what do they call them? Uh, system five devices. So, or system they, seven or some of them. Uh, yeah. The ones we picked up at the show were five. Five, right. Right. How long but is I think Windows 10 going to be supported? To do you know how long it'll be supported, Windows yeah. 10? 2025. Oh, Say that okay. again, Larry. 2025, I believe. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. A couple of years still. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, well, last night Larry heard it too, but about the activator. It's, I need to talk to you last night. <laughs> it's uh, it's um, it's it's expensive, but I was just curious if anybody knew how big it was. But the, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I oh, the active rail. Um, yeah, it's um. It's it's really no bigger than a than a than a. In fact, it's a lot smaller than a laptop. It's a it's got a forty cell braille display, so it's it's that right. long, but it's not it's not it's not all that deep. The the it it flicks back and forth very nicely because you can you can uh, flip it over and, and make a um, qwerty keyboard out of it, right? Yes, sir. That, you can yeah. either have a QWERTY or a Braille keyboard. Oh, and then, yeah, I, I agree. I don't like the idea of letting my guide dog on the seat. I never would. I mean, no, the guide dog Horrible. stays on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's just, yes. that, yeah. that exactly. is not good at all. It's just, mm-hmm. and I thought I had one other thing I was going to say. Well, maybe that was it. I, yeah. Okay. Yep, but thank you so much for your call. Thank you. We have Deborah Kendrick. Ms. Kendrick. Uh, hello. Am I still unmuted? You are. You are. I guess I are. Okay. So, well, I, I unmuted and then I muted and then I unmuted and then I got confused. So, which is nothing new. Um, so, this is, it's great because listening to other people prompted me to want to say a couple of things, which were not the reason that prompted me to raise my hand. So, um, First, I I just want to say um, that I had planned to come to the convention. And as some of you know, I, at the very last minute, I canceled because one of my oldest and dearest friends died very suddenly. And I just felt that I needed to be where I was. So, uh, but I caught a great deal of it virtually and enjoyed so many things so much. So uh, there are two that I wanted to mention. But before I do that, I want to comment on a couple other things. One is, um, you know, the other thing that clinched it for me, I was 95% certain that morning of the 21st that I was going to cancel. And then I read the hotel description. And I thought, that does it. That does it. I'm not going. I'm not going. Um, Gotcha. And so I just want to 
say that we need a really strong push to get quality orientation description of these facilities. They're getting bigger, they're getting more complicated. Blind people are smart and have given the adequate information. They can, everybody I've talked to who was there told me I couldn't have done it independently. I was always lost. I was, it was so hard. It was so hard. And I just find that heartbreaking because I think of all the years, you know, when I went, when I was younger and how so many of us were just like zooming all over the place. We knew where we were going and we got there and it was yes. great, except for a couple of times when we, I almost knocked myself out walking under a cement staircase, but you know, stuff happens. So, and, and I think, I mean, the thing about tactile, I personally, I know not everyone does, but I personally love tactile drawings and raised maps. And I used to have a little, in 1992, I think it was, um, ACB's convention was at the Palmer House in Chicago, which was one of my favorite ever. Maybe it was 91-ish. I don't know, but it was right around in there. And it was the coolest hotel. Yep. And we, we got, I think what we got was a, uh, a uh, tactile booklet of the surrounding streets. And then the restaurants, I just remember feeling so empowered that week and walking out of that hotel and going to restaurants and finding places and just feeling so cool. Yep. So I just think if, if we have to spend money, spend money, pay people who know how to do this stuff and, and then maybe sell it for a little bit, you know, but I think most people who could use it would happily pay for it. So anyway, I just wanted to weigh in on that. Um, but about sessions, um, I think one of the things that's really cool is when you come to a presentation expecting very little or um, or even the contrary, expecting to be bored or not to learn anything new right. and to be to be dazzled. That is the most wonderful thing. And there are two that maybe I wasn't dazzled, but that I was so favorably impressed and, um, and like, well, and one, this isn't one of the two, but before I talk about those two, I just want to mm -hmm. say, hey, Paul, thank you for, um, for kind of paying attention and backing up and getting Jake Williams to answer my question. <laughs> You're <laughs> so, welcome. <laughs> so that we all learned why his interest in uh, reading black literature and black autobiographies was that exactly. he had, a 70 year experience of being African-American. That was beautiful. <laughs> anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so, and and I, I was going to let it go. I was going to, you know, say, well, okay. He answered my other question. So that was so cool. But um, the two breakouts that I particularly will remember, I think for a long while um, were the, the lawyers had, um, uh, Ali Cantos, who I I knew him from news stories about his adopting the triplets, but I didn't know what his job was, and I certainly didn't know that he had um, run for city council in his hometown in California after being away from it for decades. And I so thoroughly enjoyed 
listening to him and listening to his story and his candor and his kindness and what and that for me his speech is connected to the other one that I so especially enjoyed and I don't even remember which group it was for I think the multicultural group it was the airline exec whose name I've forgotten but he from Buffalo, New York, now lives in Michigan, has lived in mm -hmm. New Zealand and Africa and works for an airline in Colombia. And what I loved about him, and this was somewhat the same case with, with Oli, was that he has accomplished so much and he was so kind. There are, the man did not seem to have... There was just no hubris, no arrogance. It was kind of like he was saying in a million ways, if I can do this, you can do it too. If I can do it, you can do it too. Yeah. And he was so, just so lovely. And what both of them said that I kept kind of saying over and over to myself this last week um, as kind of a mantra, what both of them said when asked was, you have to be willing to take risks. If you really yep. want something, you have to be willing to take risks. And I, I just, both of them, I just thought that their, their, their spirits were just both so gorgeous. And, um, you know, and sometimes people will say, you ask how you can reach a person and they say, Oh, uh, well, you know, I mean, me included sometimes. I don't always want to give out my email and my phone. But both of them were just like, here's where you find me. You know, talk to me. I'd love to hear from you. I'll talk back. It might take me a while. You know, and I love that, too. So um, we can't ever get too much of that, too much of people who are kind and, and just have that generosity of spirit. They were just lovely. So yep. probably lots more, but thanks. I, you guys, all the tech people did such a good job with the streaming and the Zoom. I mean, I was bummed a bunch of times because I didn't get called on, but, um, but I, I was just so impressed and proud and uh, of all the tech people that everything was just seamless. It was beautiful. Yep. Thank you. I Thought so too. Thank you, Ms. Deb. So let's take one more, Miss Marianne, and then I think then I think we probably want to talk a little about travel. Can I just give a real quick who's who's sure. talking? Of Hold on. You can. Hold on. Let me see who's 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 Hold on. Looks like you're done talking, so No. <laughs> okay. Um I had a couple thoughts about the hotel. Um, just uh, in, uh, and I said it too. I had once gotten assistance from a Mo, an O and M instructor, one of the people who assisted me, and I said, you know, wouldn't it be awesome if an O and M instructor went through the hotel with whoever does that job, and even if you decided that, oh, well, we have to, we're using this hotel, they could um, possibly um, make suggestions as to how to negate some of the dangers. You know, what, what, what could we do? Like there was that fire pit, what could we do so that people were made aware of it before they went tumbling into it? Now I didn't tumble into it, but I was like six inches from it at one point. And the other thing I would have thought um, would have been more helpful than that long description would be, 
to do a description of each floor, like to, to take it in two parts and say, this is what's in, this was what's on the floor where the restaurants are. And this is what's how the below floor is laid out. Uh, it was just too much information in one piece. So yeah, those think, are my thoughts. I, yeah, I think it'd be, go, go ahead. Uh, especially learn. because the elevators were, I think, mismarked for me. That's what I understand. So that, the, the lobby floor, I had a difficult time with the floor that said, quote, lobby. And the yeah, next floor, which said main, and I could not remember which portions of the hotel were on which floor. Uh, they had they had the L for lobby backwards, which wasn't a big yes. deal, but it was noticeable. And it, yeah. I just wish they could have done a little better job, or, uh, especially from a Braille standpoint, of figuring out a way to, so that we knew when we got on such and such a floor that the that's where you go to get to the uh, the convention yeah. area. Right. I, I thought it would have been better to have it divided. Oh, I was up. confused for three days. I mean, I'm always confused, but this time it was <laughs> three days. It was just, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to. You know, no, 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 that's that's good. Right, because you're right. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about travel. I, I, I. I don't want us to 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 leave the convention without talking a little bit about travel because because I think that it's that it's going to impact us in the future as well and 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 I'm wondering um, what some of the things we can do about uh, about it are. I know that that for me, <clears throat> I don't know if I would have gotten to the convention at all had it not been for my daughter who. Um, who was able to find a flight for me, I couldn't get uh, United Airlines to answer their phone oh or to my. respond to their online stuff, mm -mm. period. Mm -hmm. um, and oh. and one of the things that I think we need to do, and we, we, we talked about trying to do it and uh, as Tuesday topics, but I'm going to encourage ACB to do it, to provide as part of their pre-convention preparation the telephone numbers for the disability elements of each of the airlines that are servicing that city um, because eventually i got through but only to the disability number of united when i when i found it digging around online um, but i think it would really be helpful if all of us had access to the disability numbers that several airlines have. I know Southwest does. I know American does. I know Delta does. And I know that uh, United does now. Um, I know, and, and I know a, the, that's a fair number. Uh, you know people, all of them? Yeah. No, no, no. No, I don't know all of them. But I do know that oh. Janet had a lot of phone numbers from the people who actually did the groundwork at the convention who were part of the convention committee, but I think right. we needed those earlier. And I think right. the, definitely the phone numbers that you mentioned are necessary because as you know, going online to try and book flights in on most airlines, not all, but most is, oh. is not futile, but it is so incredibly frustrating. It's nearly yeah. futile. Uh, and it then is. you got to check bags, et cetera. And it's, it's like, I threw my hands up and said, I'm going to get some help. And I don't like doing right. that at all, but I had right. no choice. My flight got canceled at midnight. So there was no one to help. And I was determined this was the first convention that I'd been to in 14 <clears throat> years. 
-hmm. was determined to attend. And I ended up paying two and a half times what I could have paid if I'd, if I'd let United reschedule me, but I didn't trust them. I didn't either. And I didn't. So I went on, I actually could do this. I actually did this myself. I went on on Travelocity and booked an American flight um, Mm. for myself. I was up till, I didn't sleep Thursday night at all. Um, But it, it, you know, I think that getting the disability numbers for all the airlines would be a a, a fantastic thing. And I think sending them out right before, like, you know, the week of the convention, like before people are actually traveling, not in the beginning when they get lost in the mishmash, but like Monday, you know, people are traveling Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, send them out Monday. Absolutely agree. And the, and the thing is that that mine canceled at one thirty in the morning, and my my flight was supposed to leave at six. Mine so. was supposed to leave at seven thirty in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, it's just it's uh, now. Was it the Fourth of July weekend? Was it United? You know, wh- who knows? But but the bottom line for for me is, um, I don't I don't think it's gotten. In in well, put it. I'll put it. The other way, I think it's gotten a lot harder um, for blind people to independently do uh, reservations because mm-hmm. of the way that websites operate, and and because of the the absence of easily available um, disability telephone numbers for for airlines, because a lot of airlines seem to seem to not want to really. Um, show those numbers in prominent places so you have to dig a little bit to find them I don't want to talk to the public it's it's deborah yeah. may i jump in for a Go moment ahead. here okay so i did not come to convention but i have flown three times already in the last month and i'm i'll be flying four more times in the next two weeks and what i can tell you is that all three june 7th july 11th 12th whatever it was and yesterday were all delayed they were all delayed so it's not the fourth of july it's what's going on in the united states right now with all airlines but the other thing is that i used to i think we all think so much like about so much of this stuff we want to do it ourselves we don't want help we want to do it ourselves right exactly so i used to book flights all the time i don't get it i used to book flights and it's gotten so hard it's impossible i don't even try I don't even try. So I do two things. One is sometimes I call Ira. When I was traveling this last week, I called Ira and I said, okay, I want to look at this date and this date. Tell me all, you know, all the range of flights that are this, this is that meet my criteria. So then I have this list in my head. Then I call and we all have our favorites. So my favorite happens to be Delta. I think they treat, treat me a little more humanely than some of the others. So I just call Delta Accessibility and I lay it all out and this is what I wanted. And I have been getting, sometimes it's a long hold, but that has been working out so much better for me in this past several months than in the past going through all that struggling and trying to find, I I don't even care anymore about finding the cheapest flight. I want to find the flight where I think I can get from point A to point B with the least anxiety and right. for and but I think I remember seeing when I thought I was coming, Janet sent this wonderful list that probably Ray Campbell compiled 
of all the accessibility lines for ground transportation in the area. What I think, yeah, so if if a list like that, if it could be made a part of the routine for convention, that a list of all those kind of phone numbers, let's say put it in print and braille and electronically, but put it on a separate card. You know, wouldn't it be nice if you had like kind of a hard uh, plastic thing glued onto a piece of cardboard that was maybe five by eight with all those numbers you could just carry around all week. And I want, I got a problem with Uber. I want to call the local paratransit. I'm flying on United. I want to talk accessibility because they just canceled my stupid flight. Have all those numbers in one place. And, And that's a service that I think could fairly easily be rendered. And, and yep. Yeah. So there you cool. go. I just I just wanted to say don't don't think it's because it was the fourth of July because it wasn't the fourth of July yesterday and I was supposed to fly out of Boston at seven and I flew out at ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So got it. Very good. Thank you, Ms. Deborah. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Anybody else, Miss Marianne? Yes, we have Donna Browning. Hello, Miss Browning. Hey, Paul. How you doing? I'm good. Well, we know I had issues getting back and getting there. I mm-hmm. got canceled. I'd never, ever, 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 ever been canceled. So it kind of shocked me when it happened. Yep. The only reason I was able to deal with it <clears throat> is because I did. I never could talk to a person with United. Um, and they pretty quickly said they were going to let me have a, um, full refund. Hooray. I would rather gotten there, you know? Uh, but so I took that and I start looking for flights and, and I'm, I have vision and I will tell you, it's not much easier for those of us with partial vision, right. Navigating these stupid sites either. Um, the, the print's really light. Um, it won't let you pinch it and make it bigger. It's right. lot, lots of things are bad. But I managed to figure something out. And I texted my friend and told her about it. And she said, that card I gave you, you take it. You get that flight. You go there. Okay. So I did. Nice. But I could not have done that. Without that kind of assistance, I did. I don't have that kind of financial backing otherwise, and that's the thing yep. that's hard for people is when you don't yeah, have I, that ability. Yeah, and I and I think you know all of our folks look for look for the the least expensive options generally, and yep. we try to buy and we try to buy our flights in enough time that we get access to those things. Um, yep. And, and then they get canceled. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. And mine canceled. I was literally sitting in my chair. I, I was getting, I literally was getting ready to get up and go pack. And all of a sudden, the thing came across my phone, flight canceled. And I'm yep. like, are you serious? So, yeah. So, and I do have to tell you, um, backtracking slightly, I got my first Victor Eater this year. Ta-da. Oh, I'm scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very intimidated by it. Um, 
I hope I get over that. But, but, um, you know, I don't, I think this flight thing is just something that until either the government does something about it or, um, somebody decides that yeah. everybody's had enough, we're going to have to yeah. wade through it. I, 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 I think I hear what you're saying and I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that, that, that I know how to fix the problem. I am sure that um, blind people were at a greater disadvantage yes. than sighted people were. Yeah, because and the sighted my people concern. could go and grab flights quickly to make right. up for what, and or you know, a lot of them, you know, they were really good jobs. And they could afford to supplement yep. what or, they've lost temporarily. Yeah, or they could get from, or they could get from airport to, to airport, or, or, or from what, airline to airline if they needed or, to. And some yep. people, uh, I saw like on news, some people, oh yeah, we were able to go rent a car and go the rest of the way, or we just oh, decided dear. we'd go ahead and drive it. Well, we don't have that option, and and that's oh, well. what's frustrating. So I agree I'll, with you. I'll drive. I'll drive you anywhere, Donna. Oh, <laughs> thank you. And I'll ride with you anywhere. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Very good. Thanks All so right. much for your call, Miss Donna. Yep. Thank you for the show. Yep. We have Desi. Hey, Desi. Hey, hey, gentlemen, um, and Marianne, of course. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> of course. Flights are canceled too. <laughs> um, I didn't get canceled flights. I was very lucky this year not to have anything like that happen. But I was absolutely appalled to hear that it was happening to people. You know. And I kept thinking, oh, my God, you know, I just want to get to the airport and get on my flight before they cancel it. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> thankfully, they didn't do that. Um, I did want to make a couple of other comments, though. Um, first, I'm I'm glad to hear. I'm sorry that I came in late tonight. It was uh, an obligatory birthday party for a four-year-old. So, you know, how can you? Uh. But... Um, but so I'm I'm assuming that comments were made about the banquet speaker, and I just want to go on record as saying that I was not at all impressed with this guy, and um, and and in fact, in some ways, I was kind of offended by certain aspects of the speech, and I um, I was also kind of appalled because there were a number of people in my close circle who just thought it was the most amazing thing they had ever heard. And yep. um, I just, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I just, I just was not there. And the thing about, um, about the hotels now versus, you know, several years ago, I am not your crack orientation mobility person. I do very well for myself I have managed to travel around and get where I need to go all of my life. Right. But I, I just think the hotels in general are a lot harder to get around now. And I'm still trying to figure out why that is. What is it about them? Is it that they are so, they are, they are, um, built with visual aspects in yes. mind. They just totally 
don't even think about how it might be the easiest way to get somewhere. It's all about how lovely it looks. I mean, I'm not, I don't know, but. Um, that's I, what I think it is. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Well, the that's trees what, that's and the of, pretty pillars and the fire yeah, pit yeah. and this cute little yeah. seating areas and all that jazz. Yeah. All the things that you, that we have to negotiate away our, blah, blah, negotiate our way around. <laughs> Easy for me to say not. Um, and I, and I, I think we should just, blindfold all the architects and say walk through your own damn hotel <laughs> yeah right right but i remember that convention that deborah was talking about at the palmer house it was in 1994 right. i know that it because, was uh, it was um that's where don and i kind of spent what we declared our honeymoon in a way and um, nice uh, yeah, it was lovely because we did go to a lot of the convention, but we also went on some great tours um, and and had just a lovely time. But I don't remember having trouble getting around that hotel. I don't remember having trouble getting around the Galt House in Louisville. Uh, but, uh, gosh, Larry, I don't know. Larry says it's getting more complicated now because he was he oh, was no. at the Galt House. They yeah. renovated it, yeah. And it's, it's right, if you go in across to the other towers where all mm -hmm. the restaurants are, or if you have an event in the arena, it's uh, it's rather difficult. It really oh, is. No. Tell itself is fine by itself. If you're yeah. in the one tower, if you start, but I don't I don't remember finding the hotel in Jacksonville difficult. So I'm looking forward to oh, next good. year. Good. Oh, I pray cool. from from your lips to God's ears. You know, mm -hmm. really, yeah. <laughs> that has really become a thing now. It almost makes me dread going to conventions because it's like, oh my God, you know, it's I don't know. It's part. Well, you get lazy. I'm and you don't go well, to a session that you might want to go to because you're like, oh my God, do I really want I know, to traverse I have to find that? my way there? And then, and then mm -hmm. if I get there, will I ever get back? You know. Well, <laughs> and, and 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 so what? So what? I think a lot of us tended to do is we would get over to the to the convention center side and we'd say, "The hell with it! I'm just going to stay here until and." until exactly. I don't want to do anything else. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to take me 10 minutes to get back to my room. Do I really want to know I'm staying here? And that's yeah. a stupid yep. thing to do, but it's yep. so e much easier for a lot of us. Yep. To decide we're not well, going to take that. I remember, I think it was Monday. Yeah. Maybe it was Monday only morning that um, Lucy and I didn't end up going to the general session, but we stayed and listened to it in our room and we were able to mm -hmm. vote and do whatever we needed to do right. just because we felt like, Oh, you know, um, it was just one more thing to do. Now that was the only one that we did sit out and we did go to all right. the rest of them, but it, but it was, you know, and it's nice to be able to have that option. But the other part of that is that you don't pay all that money to go there to sit in your room and God knows uh, we got to do that with COVID last year enough. We didn't yes, really did. need to do a lot of that this year. So, you know, but but really it is just, you know, it's it's just a, a puzzlement to me. I love to still be able to get out and go to these things and do them. But then sometimes I think, I don't know if it's just because I'm aging. Obviously I am. I mean, I'm not the girl that I was even in, uh, even in Chicago in 1994, right. when I was right. when I was 40, you know. <laughs> yep, yep. But um, <laughs> but it just seems like it is so much, so much more demanding on us, and so much more stressful now. Yeah. And um, yep. 
And the only other thing that I wanted to say is that, Larry, I am so sad that I did not get a chance to meet you. I was really hoping to do that while we were all there in Schaumburg. For the second and- year in a row. And what I need to do is I'll get your phone number, make sure it's the same one I have. Yeah, and I'll it is. call you. Because that's what I yeah. did with Marianne, and I did this with other people that I wanted to meet. Yeah, Deborah, I did the same thing with Deborah. I've the got last, the numbers and call them because the last day as I was getting ready to leave, I thought, God, I didn't meet Larry nope. again. Two years in a row. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, It'll we have so. to, we have to It'll start happen. meeting. It'll happen in Jacksonville. Yes, of course it will. It will. Lots All of things, things are going to happen in Jacksonville, I think. Exactly right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, well, thanks a lot, you guys. I love Tuesday topics. And um, and so I'm glad I got a chance to share some of my thoughts. And uh, I appreciate thanks, you. Ms. Sure. Thank you. Later. Yep. Uh, yep. Paul, I want to yes. step in and say a couple of quickie things. One is relative to transportation. I had delays both ways, but I carefully booked something without a connecting flight. Paid a little extra for it, but uh, I'm just not into... I'm going from Boston to Chicago. There's got to be like 40 flights going that way. There ought to. And boy, there were some ways I could have saved $100 by by touching down two times on the way there. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, one of the good things that I saw in a message from, from Marjoram was that the O'Hare airport requires a lot of walking. It's just that kind of an airport. And as a result, I made a conscious decision as a result of my vertigo, primarily, uh, that I was going to use wheelchair services. Mm-hmm. And you know, for, for lots of years, I was one of those who complained when they showed up at my gate with a wheelchair when all I needed was an elbow uh, guide kind of thing. Uh, but I will tell you, the people who push those wheelchairs, the people who organize getting the chair from point A to point B, uh, they were excellent going both directions. Mm-hmm. And I can't agree year, with you. I did the same again? I can't yeah. agree with you more. I did the same thing for the first time. And you're Me too, for the first time. Absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And, and we were quite the party because Kim was walking with her guide dog. I had the vertigo. My sister just had a hip replacement. And Vicky is going to get a second knee replacement on the 1st of August. So we had three wheelchairs and a guide dog user. <laughs> uh, and it worked marvelously every time it worked well and i tip accordingly right Uh, i I, you know if they get stuck with me waiting for an uber they're losing an opportunity to get a tip for somebody else so yeah i'm i i do that so that's one of the major changes in my transport in general uh is i'm no longer hesitant to ask for a wheelchair. The second thing for me was during the convention, getting from place to place, I've never felt so inadequate to the task right. as I did this year. Uh, I use a cane these days, not a dog. Uh, but I saw 
dog guide, you know, guide dog users having their own set of problems uh, with their dogs as a result of the space and the like. But again, if it weren't for the fact I was so delighted to be among so many friends, I would have become away more depressed than I was when I went uh, (laughs) as a result of that feeling no longer adequate to the job. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that that's quite honestly uh, my, my number one concern about the convention when it came to transportation. Um, I'm re I'm feeling reassured as people step in and say, "Well, I didn't think the banquet speaker was all that hot either," um, mm-hmm. because I you know after last week's show, everybody who spoke about it thought it was great. Yeah. Thought it was great, and I. What did I miss? I must have missed exactly. Uh, it's. I also find it interesting that so many of us have found some value when the lawyers were speaking, right? About things. I did not right. go to the breakout session when you went to, but I went to one later in the week, uh, uh, and it was, you know really quite interesting my only complaint about almost every event every speaker is they never enough time for q a at the end no never enough time yeah it's um it it it's an interesting question how did how does one how does one fix that and i'm not sure i'm not sure i know the answer what 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 we do is we just encourage them all to come on to Tuesday topics and that solves right. that, 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 that solves your that problem way. too. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it much better for me. Um, do we have any other hands? We can take a couple of quick calls. We do. Us. We have Beth who has not had an opportunity yet. Hey, Miss Beth. Hello, Beth from Virginia Beach here. Thank you very hi much. There. Great. Hi. Great uh, discussions tonight. I listen Mm -hmm. virtually to the convention, and I must say that the banquet speaker uh, did not present anything that I thought was all that great. But Mm -hmm. you have to know that I am not very much for that type of speaking anyway. You know, the speaker tour, speaker circuit, uh, do this, 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 and your life is just magnificent, marvelous, and right. nothing will ever go wrong again type thing. And I'm not saying he said those things, but that's just what it sounds like when, spe- you know, you've got four points or whatever it was he had. Yeah. And it's it, it, it sounds like everything is wrapped up. You listen to this talk and you start doing this and your life will be just turned around 180 forevermore. And yep. I have never been into that sort of thing anyway. So. But but he didn't change my mind. He Very did good. not change my mind. It just it's so mm-hmm. pat, and it doesn't mm-hmm. take personal things into consideration, which it can't. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, it's just yeah. I guess you could get ideas from it and try things out. Mm-hmm. But for heaven's mm-hmm. sake, it just sounds We're- too too much. Like you're you're leaning way too much on it. Mm-hmm. Were there presentations that you that you liked at convention that you would tell people to look out for on on podcasts? Oh, everything that I can answer that real easily. Everything I thought it was all terrific, um, especially the pre-convention stuff, the all of yes. the tech stuff and the the AI uh-huh. that Brian did. Just everything. It, it 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 was great. It was 
It was absolutely wonderful. So thank you to everybody for a job excellently done. Well, thank you, Miss Beth. And we right. appreciate you your calling. calling in. Thank you. Okay, talk to you later. Yeah. Miss Marianne. Um, well, Diane Harms had her hand up, but as I told you, Zoom is behaving very badly, so her hand went down. Diane, if you'd like to raise your hand again, I can get to you. One of the, um, what, there she is. She raised there her hand go. again. Suspense. You may, you may unmute. Ms. Harm. Hello, everybody. Hey, yeah, I, I wanted, and I think uh, getting, giving out the accessibility numbers is a great idea. Um, and this has really gotten me thinking too. Um, when I, hopefully I'll be able to go to the convention next year and I'm going to have a couple people in mind um, that can help me if I need to, you know, get a different flight or what I want. My flight got canceled. Oh no. So right. that, because then you're nervous, you know, you're, you want to either get there or get home and you're nervous and tired. And so I think that would be a good idea. And then I, I also have a guide dog. So I will keep a copy of the letter. You have to, you know, get this I, letter now and do that. So I'll make sure I have a written copy with me so that in case yeah. that happens, Hey, this is what happened. So, you know, here's the written letter that if I have to change airlines, the other airline allowed and, you know, here right. it is and because yeah. I can't no, get another letter from, you know, <laughs> like, you're going to have to, you're going to have to do a, a separate form for any airline you're going to fly on now, if you're going to take the guide dog with you. Yeah. Problem is, if however, they are canceled, working on a, on a process by which if your, if your flight was canceled with right. the airline that you got your letter from, and you could right. only book a way to go home on a different airline that you don't have a letter from. There ought to be, and I know advocacy work is working on it, a way to have a reciprocal agreement between airlines. Yeah, right. I agree with that. Most importantly, the FAA ought to step in and say, listen, here's the form. You yeah. fill it out once a year, and it gives you the right to bring your guide dog with you for that year. Yeah. It shouldn't be idea. perpetual because, you know, it'd be a uniform people, uh, letter for any airline. Absolutely. It ought exactly. to be a yes. letter, not a letter. Right. And the speaker, letter. well, you know, no, nah, he, he had some good points. I mean, I'm glad he made it through. He had a rough childhood. I'm glad he made it. But the people, oh my, oh my God, you know, he, he should have, Asked first before he even started. Do you want to? Yep. This is what's going to happen. Do you want to do this? Um, you know, I'll take volunteers, or you know, I don't know. That was totally inappropriate. I just no. Yeah. Were there were there any other any other presentations at the convention that really impressed you? Well, I I didn't actually go, so I did hybrid, but uh, yeah, virtual. But uh, I liked the, of course, descriptive audio. I'm so into that, so I liked you know. Nice. Hearing all about the Amazon, their presentation was on Saturday, and yeah. Um, yeah, and like I've said before, no, no, no guide dogs on the on the seat of the car. No, you don't. I don't do that. Yep. That's, 
no. I agree. Well, so, I'll let you go. I know it's getting late. Yep. So. Thanks very much for your call. Thanks for calling. No problem. Mm-hmm. The Amazon um, presentation was very good. Yeah, it really was. was a very yeah. good presentation. Yep. Yep. So, so overall, um, I think, I think that the verdict for most people is that the convention was was very good. In fact, there are some of us, and I know I said this last year, I think this was the best convention we've had in the last, oh, five or six years anyway. I agree. Um, I, yeah, I, I, think, I think it was well put together. I think there are still lots of issues we have to deal with in terms of finding a balance in our convention between between the business that ACB has to do um, and programming. Um, but, but I know we'll continue to work on that. So I'm not particularly worried. Um, Mr. Larry, any final thoughts that you have that you'd like to share? Just that I enjoyed this convention even more so than the year before. Had a great time mm-hmm. in the limited amount of time I had to see breakout sessions, et cetera, because we had stuff to do. But we knew that going in. But I had a great time seeing old friends, meeting new friends, and just enjoying uh, being away. Miss mm-hmm. Marianne, thoughts? No, I, um, just um, to your comment about um, programming and business, I thought this year was 100% better than last year. I was not yeah. as exhausted by business as I was last year. Yeah, people, people were lucky this year, though, but I don't think this year is going to be typical. Yeah, of, that's um, true. We, we of, of other years, I mean, we 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 were finished with all of our elections on Sunday mm-hmm. or Saturday. Sorry, so so essentially, um, we we actually had a lot more time that we could spend doing other things um, during the general session than the stuff that we had to allow for. But but the the real question is, how do you how do you design a program in order to be sure that you allow enough time in case you have lots of elections, um, but at the same time create an opportunity to have uh, a, a pretty effective and viable program? So it becomes a difficult issue, I think. Yeah. Um, it's a fine line Mr. Bryan. Yep, it is. Uh, I, I agree that it's, you know, we're... Uh, we're still working up toward the top of our curve of learning how to do these things in this modern world. And it's going to require probably some significant constitutional amendments before Mm -hmm. things truly settle down to a way that we can guarantee that next year things will work out. Uh, I don't think we're there yet by any means. I loved going to the convention I so much missed, you know, no matter how many times I spoke with friends on the phone or in Zoom calls, it's just not the same thing as as person-to-person contact. I loved that part of this convention. Um, and I'm looking forward to Jacksonville. Absolutely. Going to come and bother you, Paul, at your home. I don't want mm-hmm. you to stay the whole time at the hotel. <laughs> I want to uh, come and swim in that pool of yours and meet members well, of think, your family and like that. I think you should. I think you should. Um, I think it'll be excellent. 
So I'm looking forward to Jacksonville as well and looking forward to um, getting the opportunity to have uh, board people um, evaluate the hotel and tours and that sort of thing, which will be coming up in September. So we on Tuesday Topics will report back to everybody uh, about what we learn about the hotel as we learn it. And uh, we're once more in a position where I haven't done any thinking about next week's Tuesday topic, uh, but everybody will find out tomorrow what we're going to do. And maybe Brian will decide what we're going to do this week. So in the meantime, I'd like to thank everybody for calling in and, and for spending one more week talking about the convention in some specific directions. We appreciate all of you and good night.